0: Good morning, everybody. This morning is the last one in our series all about the kingdom parables of Jesus. These are the parables through the gospels where Jesus is teaching and chatting with people and then he says something along the lines of, the kingdom of God is like, and then he describes it. He tells a story or gives an example to help people understand something of who God is and what living with the Holy Spirit at work in your life, looks like, feels like, and what that existence can be. Um, We've heard lots. If you haven't heard all of them, if you've missed some, you can go back and listen to them on the podcasts. Um, But today I've got the very last one, and I've chosen the parable of the workers in the vineyard. If you want to find it, it's in the Gospel of Matthew. It's Matthew um, chapter 20, verses 1 to 16. Um, But before we actually get to the parable, it helps to understand the context of what Jesus was saying when he was saying it. And in fact, in this particular scenario, if you just flick back um, a page into chapter 19, um, then you can read through some of the teaching that Jesus was doing at the time, some of what is in that chapter, and it's fascinating because actually what Jesus was doing was taking some um, commonly held views and some of the um, religious teaching at the time, and he was just turning it right over on its head. Um, And near the end of chapter 19, there is um, a moment when there's a rich man who comes to Jesus and he says, how do I get to have eternal life? I've followed all the laws I'm obeying all the commandments. What do I need to do? And Jesus says to him, he says, you need to go and sell all your belongings and follow me. And the rich man, he, he can't do that. He can't give up what he has. And right at the end of chapter 19, there's a, there's a quote Jesus says to his disciples. He says, um, do you know what? In the kingdom of heaven sometimes those who we think are the most important will actually be the least. And those who we view as the least important will actually become the greatest. And then he goes on in chapter 20 where we pick up and he says, because the kingdom of God is like, and then he tells this story. And it's the story of a landowner, um, a chap who owns a vineyard uh, where they grow grapes for wine And obviously there's lots of work to get done on this particular day because the owner um, goes out into the town and he finds some workers some people to work in his vineyard and he agrees a day's wage with them and um, the day's wage is a fair wage it's a good wage um, and these men they say yes we'd like to work in your vineyard that's a good wage we'll do a good day's work and off they go and they start working in the vineyard Um, And then a little bit later at about nine o'clock in the morning, the man's walking through the town and he asks some other people to come and work in the vineyard. He says, I'll pay you at the end of the day, don't worry, it'll be fair. And off they go and some more people join them. This happens again at midday, again at three, and then at 5pm when the day's nearly done, the man's walking through the town and he spots that there are still some people sat around doing nothing. And he asks them what are you doing? And they say, well, nobody's given us any work today. So he says, well, come and work in my vineyard. So these people also, off they go, then they join the workers in the vineyard and they do a, they do a good job. And at the end of the day, the, he calls the landowner calls all of the workers together and he says, I'm going to pay you and I'm going to pay those of you who started last and so he pays those who are, who started at five o'clock and he pays them a full day's wage. Then those at three o'clock, those at midday, and everybody gets paid the same. They all get paid a full day's wage. Now you can imagine that the guys who started first thing in the morning, at this point, they're watching these other people getting a nice day's wage and they <laughs> they're there rubbing their hands thinking, fantastic we've been working our socks off all day long we're gonna get a bit more Of course we are those guys are only dinner now where they got a full day's wage so they're sat there rubbing their hands and when it comes their turn to be paid they are paid the same as all the others and they're a bit upset they're a bit confused they think they deserved more but the landowner says to them he says We agreed a wage, and this is your wage. This is what you agreed to. He, and I'm paraphrasing here, he basically says, it's my money, and I choose whether I'll be generous with it or not. I've chosen to pay these men, all of them, a four day's wage. And then Jesus finishes the parable, with a quote that's quite well known he says those who were last will be first and those who will were first will be last and the story has been used uh, to illustrate a number of points i've quite often heard it used to help remind us that actually there's n- there's no there, there's no limit to god's grace There's no limit to God's goodness. It doesn't matter if you become a Christian 50 years ago and you've given your entire life over to serving God. God's grace is abundant for that person, but his grace is just as abundant for the person who becomes a Christian minutes before they die. God's grace is not dependent on time served. I've heard that and that's, that's a valid point and it's a useful one for us to, to take into account and to remember. But I think it actually, this parable speaks of a bigger principle than just, than just that. Because I think really what Jesus is saying in all of this, through chapter 19 into chapter 20, really what he's saying is that God's kingdom weighs are not the same as the world's ways. That's really what he's saying. We might look at this story and think, well, it's not fair. The men who worked longer didn't get as much money. Um, What's actually interesting to remember and maybe isn't obvious in our context today, um, for these casual labourers, for those men sat around at 5 p.m. No wages meant no food. It possibly meant that they weren't able to feed their family that night. And so getting work at 5 p.m. was like a, a bright light of hope in a day that would have felt hopeless. And I think that there is something about the goodness of God that we can discover, that we can experience, that we can understand in a new way as we read this parable, as we reflect on it. And um, I I would encourage you to read this parable again. Read the whole chapter, read the chapter before it, and just ask God what he's really showing about his goodness. We, in the modern world, we like to think about what's fair, what's equal, what's equitable, but God goes so far above and beyond fair. Fair is such a small way of looking at the world. God, in his goodness and his generosity, is continually looking to give over and above. His goodness is there for everybody, regardless of their works, regardless of what they are doing. His goodness is there to anybody willing to give themselves fully to him. That's the message he had for that rich man back in chapter 19. And it is the same message in this story. God's goodness is there for all of us. That's what the kingdom of God is like. So this week, as you reflect back on this parable, let's thank God for his goodness in our lives. Thank you, everybody. See you soon.